0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. A curse attributed to the Chinese says, may you live in interesting times. These are interesting times. These are trying times, the times that try our souls. Those are the words of Founding Father and Patriot, Thomas Paine, used to describe the beginnings of the American Revolution. They were printed in a pamphlet called The Crisis, which Thomas Paine produced between 1776 and 1783 to inspire the Revolutionary Army. It was so popular that based on the percentage of the population, it was read by or read to more people than watch the Super Bowl. I like the idea of revolution being more compelling than football. But don't worry, Carol Smith, I'm not going to preach it. (laughs) Yes, our souls are tried, but we are not cursed. Challenged, but not cursed. We're only cursed when we succumb to the bait of despair. Hope is a spiritual practice. Hope and receiving the gift of life with an open hand. It's counterintuitive to open our hands in the face of so much that is fearsome, we startle, and contract, we clench our fists. It's counterintuitive to let go when we're holding on for dear life. But life is poured into an open hand. How might we as Unitarian Universalists live a theology of letting go? The theology of the open hand. When you begin to listen, you'll hear it in the language of every faith tradition. But in the interest of, uh, on one hand, reflecting on the theology of letting go and the other hand of not keeping you here all day for a transdenominational overview, um, I picked at random, in order in which they came to me, just three snapshots, three perspectives on letting go. They are Buddhist, Hindu, and Christian. The Buddha told a parable about a man who encountered a tiger in the middle of a field. He fled with the tiger in hot pursuit. Driven to the edge of a cliff, he grabbed the root of a wild vine and swung down over the precipice. The tiger towered above him, sniffing the air. Trembling, holding on for dear life, the man looked down, far below, another tiger came into view. Just then he heard a small scuffling sound nearby. Out of reach, two mice, one black and one white, were gnawing away at the vine. (laughs) A tiger above, a tiger below, and the vine would soon give way. On the side of the cliff, a wild strawberry plant was in full fruit, letting go with one hand. The man plucked a strawberry and with the other and popped it into his mouth. How sweet it tasted. It took me years to begin to understand this story, and I'm still at it. We could spend the morning on its history and symbolism, but for now, just this the tiger is below, above us, the tiger is below us, and the vine, our lifeline is fraying. In life and facing death in every moment, what is left to do? When we are clinging, when we close our hands, we cannot taste the sweetness of life. Let go. Taste the strawberry. Taste the sweetness. The Yoga Sutras give significant consideration to vairagya, which means detachment or letting go. From the Hindu tradition, here is one of my favorite passages on this subject. In enjoyment, there is fear of disease. In social position, the fear of falling off. In wealth, the fear of hostile kings. In honor, the fear of humiliation. In power, the fear of loss. In beauty, the fear of old age. In scriptural erudition, the fear of opponents. In virtue, the fear of traducers. In other words, those who will disparage you. In body, the fear of death. All the things of this world pertaining to human beings are attended with fear. Renunciation alone stands for fearlessness. Therefore, let go. Awake. Awake. In an article entitled Love and Happiness, Limitless Love is Free of Bondage, Minakshi Bana, author and senior teacher at St. Mary's School in Calcutta writes, "Detachment is not Renunciation, it is a creative endeavor that involves a shift in consciousness. Most techniques of self-mastery advise us not to escape from life, but to live it intelligently. We must accept responsibility for our circumstances and learn from experiences and events, and then rise above the situation. This way we can go through life unaffected. He continues, being centered yet non-attached is an art. It is not necessary to be judgmental. It is enough to be objective. Be an observer and notice the quality of your experience but don't get caught in self-criticism or self-approval. This process of self-study leads to detachment. Bhana concludes, involution initiates evolution. To cope with the demands of the present, we have to shed the burdens of the past and chase away the demons of the future. Detachment is an attitude of pure love bereft of emotional bondage. Just remember the wheel. Its rapidly moving outer rim represents the restlessness of the outer world. The center of the wheel is our internal stability that integrates and controls. Go through the activities of the day, aware of the hub and not the rim. I love especially that line, detachment is an attitude of pure love. So, Buddhism and Hinduism taste the sweetness of the moment and practice unadulterated love. It doesn't get better than that. Let's stir in Christianity. This is a poem from the Pax Christi community, the National Catholic Movement for Peace. They write, in the gospel story where the apostles get trapped in that sudden and wild storm on the Sea of Galilee, we find a lesson for today's peacemakers. When the waves first rose and the boat began to rock, the apostles worked hard and with hope in order to survive the storm raging around them. But then they lost heart and allowed the storm outside to come inside. It's easy to imagine the apostles as frantic, disconnected, out of control. In their desperation, they waken a peaceful Jesus who questions their faith and calms the storm by projecting his inner stillness, his inner harmony, his inner peace. Sometimes we peacemakers are more like the apostles. We have allowed the terror around us to become part of us. Too often, we only worsen the situation by projecting our fear and guilt and despair. What we want to do is to become like Jesus, to have that still center that nothing can disturb. In that way, we are true peacemakers, persons who project peace wherever we go. When we allow the storm to get inside, we lose our center. Note that Pax Christi characterizes the frantic apostles as having lost heart. So the spiritual work, again, is not to cling, but to detach from the storm that is raging around us and to find our heart. Take heart when we cultivate in an unshakable core the work of at least one lifetime, we can live in peace and project peace from that deeply still place. My spiritual companions, may we be at peace. May we be peace to meet the present exactly as it is, unadulterated by past and future, we are called to open our hearts. Open, broken, broken, open hearts. Let us let go and taste the sweetness of life. Eat the strawberry. Life is poured into an open hand let us receive it and live deeply into it and pass it on abundantly amen